This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. of the proverbial Dawnforge pouch. This is episode 288 of the Shattered Soulstone. Happy New Year 2021. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, tablet, or phone. It is January 1st, 2021, and this is Jen. And there's a whole lot of stuff to go over today, so let's see if I can uh, fit it all into this episode, which would be really good if I could. I'm going to start off with, uh, let's see, I'm going to start off by pointing out that Diablo Immortal Twitter account has added a whole bunch of art and different things like that on its Twitter, so if you want to see more art from Diablo Immortal and little tiny videos, that's a really good place to go. It's at Diablo Immortal, as you might expect. And it's just got all sorts of stuff in there. But the main thing I wanted to talk about, because it's going to be coming up really soon, is Diablo's anniversary is approaching, and that's Diablo 1 that they're talking about. If you go to the at Diablo account, you'll see some stuff, about, well, at least one post about this. And they're referring to Diablo 1, but not the game itself. They're referring to the Darkening of Tristram, which is an event that shows up every January, and then it's gone. And if you miss it, you miss it, and you have to wait until next year. So here's some of the good stuff with Darkening of Tristram. If you've never done it before, or if you were too busy in a season when it hit, and you didn't want to break away from the season to do it, or whatever. Maybe you're new to Diablo games in general, so this is what it is. It's going to start on January 3rd, 2021. Today is January 1st as I record this, so by the time you hear it, it's possible that it will have launched. It is the same every year, so you don't miss anything if you skipped a year or just haven't gotten around to doing it yet. And it celebrates the anniversary of the Diablo game. So when you go into this in the game, in Diablo 3, it's gonna look really pixelated because that's what Diablo the original game was. Although I personally think that the pixelation is better and a bit, a bit easier on the eyes than the original game, which was like so many years ago. So here's some of the things that you can do. Uh, there's some quests to stop the cultists and there's some mysterious cultists running around. You have to hunt them down in adventure mode and they'll drop some clues and eventually they'll uh, lead you to a portal into Tristram's past and all of this other stuff that's kind of interesting. And I think some of this is written, well, this is written, what I'm reading to you now is written on the Blizzard News portion of its website. And they're probably being a little story focused in here, but you have that. You explore the cathedral and you go through the original cathedral and then there's loot you can get. And 
there's some there's a lot of different things. There's portrait frames, there's a banner, and there's some pets that you can pick up if you haven't yet. One of them is the butcher pet, which you get after fighting the butcher, I think. I'd have to look that up, but it's pretty easy to get. And there's a cow pet that's a little bit harder to get because it's not as straightforward. So what's going to happen is the cultists have already started appearing in the game as of December 31st at 4pm PST. The portal to the Darkening of Tristram opens on January 3rd uh, at the same hour. And both parts of the event end January 31st at 4pm PST. So if you're into this, if you think it's fun... You can go do that before the timeline uh, ends, and hopefully you can get all the loot that you've been hoping to get. And uh, there's there's a few things you should know, because I've done a lot of... I've made a lot of content about Darkening of Tristram, and I'll probably link to it in the show notes, or at least some of it. There is an advantage to starting Darkening of Tristram with a level 1 character, of course, because it helps you level up pretty quickly, but also because if you go all the way through it with a level 1 character, that I can't remember if it's off the top of my head if it's the uh, if it's the cow pet connected to that, or if it's the uh, butcher pet, but one of them is, you have to have a level 1 character to, to get some of this. There's a lot of achievements in there that you're going to earn just as you play through. There's, I don't remember off the top of my head again, but there's a set of achieve, uh, a set of monsters you have to kill, and if you kill them all, then you get one of the achievements. But they don't all appear in one playthrough of the Darkening of Tristram. You got to do it a number of times, so that's kind of fun. And there's there's just a bunch of stuff. So if you want more about that, like I said, I'll stick my content into the show notes, and you can check it out if you're interested. And if you haven't done it before, maybe it'll help you out. Over on Max Roll, which I've mentioned in previous episodes, they've got some new stuff up, and the newest is the Solo Tier List, which is written by Max Roll, so they have a video and a list. It was written on December 29th, just a couple days ago, and it's talking about the seasonal Solo Tier List, so if you're playing solo, which is what I do, you might want to take a look at this and see what, you know, what, uh, classes or different different classes and different you know uh, sets and things like that so they've got a bunch of instructions and details and I'll leave you to go look at that because whether you you know like I don't know what class you're playing you probably don't want to hear everything from every class but go to max roll and look it up and I'll put that link and all the other links I talk about into the show notes as well and then they also have over at max roll they have the very newest thing on the site at this moment is the LOD Twister Wizard Guide written by Sphere. So if you are playing a wizard, this might be something to check out. There's a lot of details in here. There's um, you know, a screenshot of the gear you need and what gems uh, are recommended and what skills are recommended. And there's just a, a lot of uh, pros and cons of it. There's a core setup as you get started. There's all this good stuff. So if you want to play an LOD Twister Wizard, then this is the build for you. And again, it's written by Sphere, who plays a wizard. As you may already know and possibly have forgotten in the uh, events of 2020, there is going to be a BlizzCon in February of 2021. It's called BlizzCon Line because it's going to be online. And just a reminder, uh, that's going to happen February 19 to 20 of 2021. 
And there's some, I'll put this, I've linked to this before, but I'll link to it again in case you want to see the stuff that's going to be involved in there. There's just briefly, there's a community showcase. There's going to be a cosplay exhibition. There's going to be a cosplay contest. There's an art contest. There's a digital storytelling contest. There's a talent spotlight. And March of the Murlocs, where everybody dresses like a murloc in those giant onesies with the hoodie that makes you look like a murloc and, and goes for a walk. But, you know, they used to do it right through the convention center. They can't do that this year in 2021. So they're having people sort of video themselves 30 to 60 seconds and of you, you know, walking, marching, or dancing. As usual, Con Before the Storm does an event right before BlizzCon every year, and they are doing one this year before the virtual BlizzCon line, and they're actually doing a Con Before the Storm Home Edition because it's going to be virtual. There's going to be guest personalities, podcasters, streamers, pro teams, artists, and fan sites across all Blizzard games coming together to celebrate the Blizzard fan community. There's going to be virtual fan art gallery, world of podcasts, which is interesting. I'll get to that in a second. Um, And much more. It's free. You don't have to register. No tickets needed. Open to all ages. It's always by fans, for fans. Now, world of podcasts, that's how the thing started out way back when. And every year since, they've done a series of panel-type podcasts where a bunch of people are speaking about a similar topic or a similar game or whatever. BlizzCon in general, in some cases. And they all get to ask questions and be asked questions and answer and communicate and all that stuff. It's pretty interesting. Now, if you go to the Con Before the Storm Twitter account, it's at Con Before Storm, you can find some retweets from people who are taking part in this home edition of Con Before the Storm. So if you want to know who's going to be participating, that's a real good way to find out. There's, there's people are just posting like who they are and which panel they're on and world of podcasts and all of this kind of stuff. So if you want to know what to expect, I would recommend checking out Con Before the Storm, which is Con Before Storm Twitter account, and just finding out, you know, what's up and when it'll be and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to do a quick rundown of Diablo-focused podcasts that have produced an episode since the last time I sent out an episode of Shattered Soulstone. So one of them, of course, is Hearthstone to Hell, which is usually Dead Greed and Shazam. And in this one, this is episode 12. They're doing real good. New podcasts don't often make it past episode 10. And Hearthstone to Hell is on episode 12, which is fantastic. So in this one, Shazam and Zeph talk about all the WoW news and Diablo Immortals AMA. They ask me anything, which I think I mentioned briefly in the previous episode. There's also a new podcast called Immortal Podcast, and it's about Diablo Immortal. It's done by a person on Twitter called Echo. Their at is Echo Through Me, T-H-R-U-M-E. And you can find the Immortal Podcast on YouTube under Echo Gaming Diablo, which is pretty neat. They've just released uh, episode four titled Better Than Anyone Ever Expected. So I haven't looked at this yet, but my assumption is if you're doing a podcast about Diablo Immortal, maybe you got into the technical alpha, which would be a good thing to have if that's what you wanted to podcast about. So I think that's cool. And uh, it looks like they talk about other things regarding Diablo Immortal. So it's kind of neat. It's neat to see new podcasts pop up that are making... 
Diablo-related content as, as well. I'm always encouraging of that, so I'll put that in so you can check that out. It looks like it's in video format, and it's it's a decent-sized podcast. It's like an hour and ten minutes. A lot of people do hour-long podcasts, so that's not so bad at all. The holiday sale that I talked about in the previous episode, it's still going. It's going through January 4th. So if you missed out on buying some goodies at this sale, it's, it's it's still going on. You can still get stuff. And specifically with Diablo, there's not a whole lot, as I mentioned last time, but there's still stuff here you can get if you scroll far enough down. It looks like there's another discount, I think, and I'm not sure if this is the original discount when they were having the sale or if they've made it even less expensive, but it's the same stuff as you'd see before, so you're not going to miss anything if you were like, oh, I really wanted to buy that thing and now it's not here. It's probably still here, so you can go ahead and do that. You can also gift stuff to people that uh, didn't get it for Christmas, I suppose, that kind of thing. And that's kind of where I'm at at the moment with all the stuff that I've gathered. It's kind of hard to find content between Christmas and New Year's Eve because everybody's like doing stuff with friends and family in some cases. And so I guess what I'm going to do here, I usually put my week in gaming at the front, but I'm going to go ahead and put it here anyway because I can. So I am playing a softcore barbarian in Diablo 3 because I like barbarians and I thought that if I played a softcore character I would move faster through the game and that doesn't seem to be the case. So I'm just going to have to schedule time to play, honestly. That's what I'm going to need to do. In addition, my uh, if just to cut out of there for a second. I'm not one for making New Year's resolutions, but I do intend to actually start scheduling when I'm going to work on Shattered Soulstone so it'll be more regularly released because I think that would be a good thing. So I hope that will work out, and you'll notice it if I manage to start releasing shows on time. So anyway, back to my week in gaming. I started out at level 28 on hard difficulty, and I'm playing softcore uh, Barbarian. And what I did in my most recent recorded video of my gameplay is I went through some Act 1 bounties as fast as I could. Now typically I'm really really slow at this and it takes a while and I end up either not recording portions of the set of bounties or cutting it down so that it'd be a smaller video. The reason for this is my recording software doesn't necessarily like very long videos and I'm trying to get around that as best as I can. And also I just don't have the energy to make like an hour and a half, two hour long videos. So, uh, that's part of why I'm not streaming much on Twitch, but I'll talk about that in a bit. And so anyway, I decided to see how fast I could move through the game since I was playing softcore. And if you die, you die. You just get back up, right? So here's what I did. I started with Act 1 bounties because it seemed to make the most sense. And I hit level 29 almost immediately after working on the Clear the Den of the Fallen bounty. So that was a nice start. In there, I found a gelatinous sire, which is the blue, sort of jelly-looking treasure goblin, I guess, that splits into smaller treasure goblins when you kill him. So you kill him, and you get three sort of medium-sized ones. And every one of those you kill, you get three little bitty ones to chase. And it's, I think, uh, as a solo player, it's impossible to catch them all. 
but I did get a lot of them and it was just really fun. It was really fun and the thing I like the best about the Delatinus Sire treasure goblins is that when the tiny 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 ones are ready to jump into a portal they make the same you know the the wee noise that the goblins make but it's tiny it's like this tiny little voice which matches their size and i find it hysterical so i did that one of the chests in the second level of den of the fallen had a legendary mighty belt which is pretty cool because i don't think i've had one yet this season and i'll don't know if I wrote down what kind it was. I hit level 30 as I was finishing off the last of the monsters I needed to kill, and so that completed that first bounty. After arriving back in town, I used the Book of Cain to find out what that mighty legendary belt was, and it turned out to be Girdle of Giants, which is great. The special Aphex, I guess, special legendary power on it, is Seismic Slam increases earthquake damage by 224% for three seconds. So I equipped it because it was definitely better than what I was using. Some of what I was using was still like yellow and blue items at this point. And I realized that I was using earthquake, but I never bothered to upgrade my skill or change my skill to Seismic Slam. So that's what I'm gonna do at the start of my next video. The second bounty was Carrion Farm, help the beleaguered farmer clear the plague nests, and you go and the guy's got a farm and he needs your help because those big green plague nests with wings that spit out little sort of bat-like things that are also green, those things, you have to go kill them. And the thing that I noticed this time that I've never noticed before, in the past I was certain that the plague bats or whatever they were, were coming right out of those plague nests. But this time, they were coming from outside of it. Like, there's pumpkins in this farm, and there'd be like a batch of three or more of these little plague bats, I'm gonna call them, that might be the right name, I don't know, that just jumped out of the pumpkins and came at my barbarian. I've never seen that happen before. I think it's something new, or I've been oblivious, but it's... Like, they all move in synchronicity instead of sort of having a couple of the bats sort of go towards the player in a random way. So something's been upgraded, and I think I kind of like it because it made it really fun to see something new happen in the game. Or at least to me it was new. I don't know, maybe it's been there for a while. So I did that one pretty quickly. The third bounty was Kill Hawthorne Gable. I have no idea who this character is in the lore or anything, and they're in the Festering Woods. So you go, and it's pretty easy to find Hawthorne Gable, so I killed him pretty quick, and then you gotta kill 125 enemies. And I hit level 31 while I was trying to kill the remainder of the 125 monsters, so I was moving right along pretty well. Fourth bounty was kill Theoden Deathsinger. He's in the Northern Highlands, and you have to kill 100 enemies total. Sometimes I find it annoying that you can't just go and kill the designated big bad, essentially, and be done. You have to kill all these other little monsters, too. But since I'm still leveling up right now, I think that's okay. I'm kind of accepting it. And then the fifth and final act one bounty was to kill the Butcher which I've done before, uh, we've all done this before, and I don't know if I had killed the Butcher this season already. I might have, because early on I was doing the objective in Chapter 1 where you have to just do five bounties and it didn't matter if they were a whole act of bounties or not, so I know I went after bosses for that and I can't remember if the Butcher was one of them, but if not, well, I've, I've done it again, <laughs> possibly. 
So I hit level 32 after entering the Halls of Agony. And then I hit level 33 when I was closer to the Chamber of Suffering where you go to fight the Butcher. And it went pretty quick. It wasn't super quick or anything. I did have to, like, you know, kite around and get away from his charging at you and throwing things at you and such. And, of course, the floor's on fire and you don't want to stand in the bad if you don't have to. But I finally did it. And I got a bounty cash. Or a bounty chest, not a cache, a bounty chest to open because I killed a boss that was part of a bounty, so those are always good. If you ever want, like, extra loot or extra gold, just go kill a boss that's part of a bounty and you'll get something. You know, generally speaking, you'll get something out of it that might be useful. So then I went back to town and I got a bounty cache from Tyrael. And so when you pick up that bounty cache. I was doing Act 1, so I earned the Tristram's Most Wanted objective, where you just obtain an Act 1 bounty cache, just like that. You got it. And it gave me six recipes for the blacksmith. So I went over to the blacksmith, and I started handing him the recipes. One was green, I think it was cane something, and the rest were like regular ones. And I gave two of them to the to the blacksmith, and I earned the let's get started objective, where you, well, it says learn five blacksmith recipes. I mean, I feel like that's worded weird, because it's the blacksmith that learns them. Your character just kind of hands them over. But, you know, that's where we're at. So, <laughs> so that's my week in gaming, and I intend to do more stuff. Probably gonna hear some stuff from me coming up in coming up episodes of Darkening of Tristram because it's fun to me. I like it. I'll definitely be playing through it and leveling up my character. So that's my week in gaming. As far as other media, I don't have a whole lot to talk about with that either. I've been doing all the little Christmas stuff in games. I think I mentioned that. I think all the stuff I care about is now on my website at bookofgen.net somewhere on there. And the other thing I did on New Year's Eve, I got on Twitch, which I don't normally do. I, I watch Twitch and I say hello to streamers that I'm watching and stuff like that, but I don't stream much yet. Uh, there's, It's kind of a long story. I will shorten it. Originally when I started streaming, well, I'm on a Mac. I'm still on a Mac. The software for that sucked and I could never get it to work properly. So I stopped streaming on Twitch in favor of just sort of supporting other content creators, at the very least by giving them another person in their stream, right? And this time I got involved in a stream. Now, you if you've been listening to Shattered Soulstone for a very long time, you might remember Vesper, who was uh, now using the Twitch name Less Vestige, and New Year's Eve was the last night that a thing called Twitch Sings was going to be viable. It's a piece of software that you would have had to have downloaded before January 1st, so the day I'm recording this. And it's basically karaoke from home. And it's something I've been wanting to do for a while, because I used to go to karaoke back in the day before COVID, like years before, actually. And I remember for a while I was going with a bunch of people I worked with, and it was just fun. It was just a lot of fun. So it was fun to do this again. So... Uh, Less Vestige had another podcaster participating named Panda or Pan, Pan, Panme, something like that. And the two of them were doing a lot of songs and then individual people that typically come and watch either of their streams came over to Less Vestige's stream to sing. So I have, I've done five songs 
since you know, yesterday. I don't think it's possible to do Twitch Sings anymore, but if you don't know what Twitch Sings is, you make a little avatar kind of figure and you don't get a whole lot of customization, but you can change like their skin color and their eye color and their hair color and you can pick out some basic clothing and then when you sing, it sticks your character on a stage and moves it around and has it, you know, dance or do like a, you know, fist pump into the air or whatever and there's a background behind you doing things. And the cool part is, if you're the person singing, you can see all of the lyrics and it gives you some sort of little lines to look at that show you about where the pitch should be for each note. You can try to hit it. You can get like little stars or whatever if you do well. I wasn't really worried about that because I screwed up a lot of the songs. The reason that they're killing Twitch Sings has to do with uh, DMCA takedowns because the songs are copyright and I don't know what Twitch was thinking when they started this but they've decided that this is not something they want anymore so I don't know how long those videos are going to be there but it was a lot of fun and I really missed just singing karaoke so that's my other media and I think this is where I'm gonna end the show for now. It's a little short, but I think it'll be okay considering that there's just not a lot to talk about typically between Christmas and New Year's Eve. So I'm gonna close the show now. You have been listening to episode 288 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron today. Patreon.com slash soulstone. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page as well as on the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to the show at show at shatteredsoulstone.com. We love Twitter. Come join us and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at Shattered Stone, and my Twitter is at Onkamav. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at www.thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, over 287 episodes for your listening pleasure. Dawnforge! Woo! Copyright 2021 Dawnforge Productions. Head to thedawnforge.com for more information.